Well, I don't know if you guys know this, but I'm John. I'm Ron. Oh, nice to meet you, Ron. And I'm Steve. My name does not <laughs> rhyme with oh, that's really yeah. unfortunately. Have you not thought of maybe going with Stevan? Stevan. Oh, damn, John. Wait, way to go. You should have told me that before you went through those. I would have sounded much more prepared. There's a lot of things I should have told you, Steve. <laughs> but you've chosen not to. I've chosen not to. So this is episode 112. Yes. Movie Schmovie. I think we've actually only been dark, so to speak, for about a week because we had a few episodes in a row there. But for it's us, it's, it's, for us, it's been quite a while since we've uh, been in front of the microphones together. What you playing over there, Ronald? Yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Ronald's taking this opportunity to just watch something on his laptop. <laughs> oh, I don't believe in the mute button, apparently. <laughs> you were going to silently, secretly watch something? <laughs> I don't know what happened. Hello, how's everybody doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's his uh, way to kind of throw the attention away from yeah. this video that he's watching. Right. Uh, I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Yeah, Life's good, busy. Man. Life's busy. You've seen a lot of films, a lot of TV. I actually haven't seen a lot of films. No? I've watched a decent amount of TV, though. Yeah. Well, well, that's good, because you know, we'll probably be talking about TV in an upcoming episode or so. What? I don't know. Making no promises, but Get the... if I were a betting man, I'd probably bet. On it. <laughs> <laughs> if you were Batman, you would just be betting all the time, all though. Time. So it might not all be that day. special if you were betting all on this. Day. But I know what you're saying. You you would feel good about this bet. But this is not that episode. No, we're not talking about that. But this no. one, rather, is another chance for us. Like you said, it's been a bit since we've actually been together. So it's more so like I think I feel like this is a natural progression of what we've kind of been doing with the podcast more so recently. Is that we don't get to see some movies as many as we'd like before they come out anymore, so it's a matter of catching up, you know? Yeah. And however you like your catch-up, you know, this is kind of our opportunity to do so. Yes. Um, so, you, you might like it in a packet. <laughs> or there's new ones that Chick-fil-A has where it, like, kind of peels off the end, you squirt it out. It's, like, a very mm. cool packet. I wouldn't know about what Chick-fil-A's doing now because they hate the gays, Steve. <laughs> I don't do. go there. I definitely hate the gays. They're so good. I think my wife might occasionally still go there with my, with my son. My wife? Um, and my son? But um, but they know that I've taken this, like, you know, it's one of those dumb stances. You know, everybody picks their dumb stances to take. I just right. was like, even though I like Chick-fil-A, I'm going to, I'm going to abstain from Do you have a from. physical stance for it when you're making that I stance? actually do go do into, like, a into like, a like, kind a of a defensive mold? stance. Yeah. <laughs> so I can vision, but, I, can, I can see you doing that. But I was walking around with Henry the other day, uh, and he, we passed a Chick-fil-A, and he said... We kind of like the food from there, but we don't like the owners, do we, Dad? <laughs> wow. And I was like, you know, he's heard my side of the story, but if he was with his mother, they still would pop in there for some, <laughs> for some delicious nuggets every now and then. With Mom, like, Mom, that's that good place that I don't go with Dad. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that our armchair activist Dad has decided, I'm not going to do anything else of political import in life, but I can, I can, God damn it, I can stop going to Chick-fil-A. Yeah. I like that. I like You're a strong man, John. That. Yeah. Strong man. So, yes. This is our chance to get together. What have we seen? Mm -hmm. What have we not seen? Because I'm sure some of us have seen the same things and others not so much. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What's the most recent movie you saw, Ronald? Whether it's new or old. Days of Future Past, maybe? Oh, okay. really? Okay. Let's talk about that. That's one we've all seen. Yeah, so that's yeah. a good start. Yeah. Look at that. Um, like I said, I'm a betting man. Yeah. I don't you to give us a good film <laughs> for the first choice. <laughs> that's a pretty safe bet, though. I know, though. right? Since we saw it together, <laughs> we saw it together. Well, you and I, yeah. but, but John was yeah, the wild John, card. Yeah, John, John was the wild. I have card. since caught up. I caught that one mm -hmm. by myself. Um, time travel as a concept is normally pretty shitty to me. I, mm -hmm. do, I don't like time travel, and I didn't like the way time travel was done in this movie. But 
that is the only weak point of this movie to me. I feel like the movie was so fucking solid. Yeah. It's one of those movies that grows on you. You you leave out the theater, you're like, man, that movie was okay. And you're like, man, that movie was pretty good. I think with we all did. the recent X-Men f- films, what you're doing is leaving going, oh, it didn't suck. I'm pretty sure right. it didn't suck. Like you're, and, you, and then you kind of mentally, I know what you mean, you mentally replay all the things and decide, yeah. like, did it give me something to think about? And I think both in the sense of, like, cool, fun stuff to think about, and it was thought-provoking the way that they sort of, I think I texted one or both of you, uh, in, in continuity franchise reboot right. with all the same actors. Yeah. Check. It's like they managed to somehow yeah. do that. Do it. Yeah, they made and it re- right. the reason that appealed to me, and you're a comic book guy too, Ronald, so you might appreciate this. And Steve, I think you'll get the idea of why this is kind nope. of fun. Nope. Nope. You won't. Oh, well, fuck <laughs> no. Maybe we should just stop now. Make it the shortest episode ever. Um, but um, is that the way that they cleaned up the continuity in this movie was reminiscent of the way when a new storyline starts in a comic book yeah. or when a new when a new arc starts, a writer will sometimes come in and yeah. clean up the like a lot of times, you know, a lot of times it'll get pretty crazy with characters dying and coming back and being yeah. clones and all this crazy stuff. And what they did was they managed to reset the story in such a way that I feel like they have a clean they have an opportunity to move forward cleanly with the next X-Men movies. Whereas for yeah. a while there, it's been very hard to make it all add up. From It was from very apparent the from the beginning that that was the mission to like mess up the mucked up. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was very, very weird how they were just like, okay, this stuff that you know, fuck it. <laughs> You've seen it. It's not happening. It's cool, though. That that part of the the story I really enjoyed. Uh, well, so the time travel, I didn't like it either because what they did terrible. was they just added this power to Kitty Pride that doesn't make sense. Like, if anyone who hasn't seen the movie, the character Kitty Pride, played by Ellen Page, mm-hmm. she seems to have this ability to send people's consciousnesses back through time. Right. Right. As long as she stands there next to them and puts her hands next to their head. It was yeah. just a weird power to introduce when her power is, like, becoming uh, immaterial and, like, phasing through things. Yeah. It was weird to suggest that she had this other power to do with time travel when that, I don't think that was ever a power she had in the comics. But I felt like that was rather unexplained. It was almost yeah. like they just said, it's comic book stuff. Don't think about it. Time travel. Yeah. I mean, yes, that was weird. <laughs> it was very, very weird. I, But... I also like the idea that it wasn't a Wolverine-centric movie, although it had some Wolverine elements in it. I like that when whoever they focused on at that point in time, it was really about them at the in the moment. So it didn't feel like... I, I think Wolverine has a tendency to kind of overwhelm films. And um, I like Hugh Jackman. I think he's great, but every movie cannot revolve around him. Well, in the comics, for the longest time, they didn't focus on Wolverine. He was just part of a cast of characters. Yeah. But once he became a super marketable character, it got to the point where you almost get sick of Wolverine... Being, oh, yeah. the, being the lead character in a, in a story. And I think the movies have kind of made it the Mystique and Wolverine show because yeah. of Jennifer Lawrence, Lawrence being such a big name and also just, you know, Wolverine or Hugh Jackman in that role being so recognizable as, yeah. like, the face of the franchise. Yeah. But I think they did a good job, you're right, of making this more of an ensemble, but it was still, like, the Wolverine and Mystique show, yeah. which is, to me, a little bit different because in the comics, it was never... The, I mean, Mystique was never that important in the comics. At all, ever. Um, and it was interesting that they had this whole idea that the her mutant power has to do with like imitating things, but she doesn't really take on the power of things. Yeah. But they suggested that somehow they used her genetic, uh, you know, uh, whatever they got from her, like her genetic material. They used that to create 
sentinels that could like uh, suck absorb powers power, out. Yeah. Which is the only reason that's strange to me is because you already have Rogue, whose power is absorbing people's powers and using them. So it was strange that Rogue was not in the story. <laughs> but I, I guess it's like if Anna Paquin, if she was a bigger star, we probably would have seen a more Rogue centric movie. Though. I mean, she's True Blood. True but blood. I mean, why, why yeah. is why have they sort of tried to make us forget I, about her? You I know? agree yeah, with you though. Like, it is odd that that seemed like a pretty nice setup to just to use that character. Right. I actually kind of feel like where you're kind of going with the whole like it wasn't like well i guess in parts it was the wolverine and mystique show or whatever but yeah. i think that kind of like as much as it is as it is hugh jackman's film i think like where the fir- where x-men uh first class really focused on i think magneto and you really got like fastbender really had a moment in that film as as good as he is in this one as well but i think mcavoy really is the one that kind of steps up and shines in this oh, yeah. movie i agree 100 percent. because we all you know we've all agreed that we really love fastbender we 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 really like hugh jackman as wolverine but you kind of get that sense that it's going to go down that path again. But then once they meet up with with um, with Professor X or you know with with James McAvoy, he kind of takes the movie over from as far as I was experiencing. Well, Xavier has much more of an arc as a character than Wolverine does. That's for sure. Sure, you know. And yeah. I think I think from that point forward, it separates better into a film where it's not just a Wolverine. You know, he may be a, a, a like the spoke of what's happening, but it really is a lot of focus on. On Xavier and uh, and him buying what's happening, I thought that was all their scenes with that were really good, and uh, all the characters like it weren't. Too I, I many... thought the Quicksilver piece was really cool too, and yes. that was one of the diciest looking things going in because the way that character looks when you just see a picture yeah. of him, he looks really cheesy. Not to but... mention he's in like Twinkie commercials and Carl's Jr. Uh, and Hardy's commercials, <laughs> like eating a sandwich really quick. Yeah, those promos were horrible, right? And it worried uh... me prior to seeing the film. But you're right. I mean, it does like those little stills that we started to get, especially when you saw at the end of. Uh, and we should just help you. If you don't know people, there's a his, this a power that this character has, Quicksilver. He's basically your fast-moving, Flash-like character. Yeah. But the way, not only does he just, not only did it, that character not suck, despite, yeah, the Twinkie ads and stuff, yeah. but it also, I would say, maybe kind of stole the movie. Like, when you think back Hand, on the movie, that down. sequence was yeah. maybe the sequence of the film. And it's a, basically a scene where you just see him use his... You know, being able to think and move faster than anybody else, you see him use his powers in a way that's like inventive visually, really cool, really does a lot of character building about kind of the kind of style of hero he would be, and it was funny as well as like kind of badass. I mean, it was just all yeah, that yeah. In, in a couple of minutes. You know, the only thing I thought about was, you know, it goes. To, he's listening to his Walkman, right? Mm-hmm. And it goes to the music that he's listening to. Now we hear Jim Croce's "Time in a Bottle" yeah. playing at regular speed, <laughs> but theoretically, what he would be hearing in his earbuds would be like. <laughs> yeah. It's odd that they focused on the audio, but that they didn't play around with it in that way. But yeah. I guess it would have been very strange to have like a four-minute sequence <laughs> yeah, or whatever that was. It a little bit. But I was thinking, like, ha- hasn't Brian Singer managed to create a sequence like that in at least I know in this in X Men Two, the opening scene with Nightcrawler yeah. teleporting around the White House, White House. In, in an attempt to assassinate the president? That yeah. had a similar effect of like this scene is just all about taking the power and saying like, wouldn't it be neat if? And yeah. somehow visualizing a cool, a, a well choreographed scene. I don't normally, I don't normally think of Brian Singer as being really good with action choreography. Agreed. I was going to just say but, that, but I, th- I thought this movie had, you know, that had a scene certain, yeah, that scene validates was, it. Right. I, mean, I actually yeah. think that's probably one of the coolest scenes I've, I've watched on the screen this year. Yeah. At any movie. Well, did your audience uh, react to it really positively? Because that, I thought yeah. so. Yeah. I saw it with like an afternoon matinee type audience where it was reasonably full, but it wasn't a full house. But there was like applause. People were into it. You know, definitely. People were really, really cool. into it, and I was I was really really excited to watch that scene. I didn't know anything about it. You saw a couple clips of it in the trailer, right? Like where he's kind of on the side, but seeing it play out and how 
deliberate everything is and like he's so casual and just like so confident and cocky and such well, he's a kind of fucking, a dick yeah. yeah kind of like a dick teenager right and he's like just moving the bull it, it's it just plays out awesome well in the comics he's magneto's <clears throat> kid yeah yeah and, and they, they kind of make a nod to that, to that. Mm. yeah they allude to that in the film but in the comics it's like he's supposed to have sort of that haughty attitude that magneto has it's supposed to be sort of a, like you know you you take you know the way it's like in real life you have someone who's like really entitled and confident and if they have a kid and they kind of teach them to be that way sure. they'll be that way the idea that quicksilver was like Magneto's ego, but like without any of the humility and regret uh, that Magneto has. So Quicksilver was he that a, age in the comics too? I think he started out being young. I think briefly he was a member of the X Men, or maybe even an Eve. Maybe he was a villain and then became an X Man, and then he became an Avenger. Okay, but then his sister, the Scarlet Witch, who's also Magneto's uh, daughter, you know, Magneto's child. You see her in the movie. Briefly. You see her briefly, yeah. and she. But what's interesting is those two characters are the only two characters that overlap between the. Marvel Cinematic Universe and the X-Men Universe that Fox uses. So you're going to see Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch in Avengers Age of Ultron, too. Oh, but those wow. are the only two characters. But whereas in the in the X-Men Universe, they're mutants and they're children of Magneto, they're not going to be able to say that in... What do uh, they call them in that, in miracles. that stinger? Yeah, miracles. Yeah, miracles yeah. Um, they can't say mutant in yeah. the Avengers, like, which is interesting. They can't say yeah. it. Yeah. Like they have somebody. I remember reading an article. Like they have somebody on set, or you know, like looking over scripts. Yeah. And everything. Like you cannot. You cannot do yeah, that. Or even allude to that world. But yeah, I, and you actually bring a really cool point up, which was like, the, the the that stinger after a Captain America, you know, that you quickly see Marvel's version or you know yes. Disney Marvel's version of uh, Quicksilver, which is uh, being played by uh, Aaron Taylor Johnson, right. and then Scarlet Witch is. Uh, um, Elizabeth Olsen. You can either call him Quick Ass or Kick Silver. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he, they just uh, a completely different. Yeah. Look, take everything, and so it's going to be cool to kind of see. Which was odd when different. in the run up to these movies, it seemed like the Joss Whedon take was going to be the more interesting, valid take. But thinking back on that little glimpse you get of him at the end of in the Stinger at the end of Captain America versus what we saw in uh, X Men: Days of Future Past, I'm now sort of like, okay, show me something, yeah, Joss Whedon. Yeah, you know, your move. I don't know that there was any action scene in the Avengers that was as like cleverly done as that. Like there was some really That's good true. action, and there was like it was fun to watch the Hulk do his thing. But I don't know that there was. I mean, I I would Hulk like stuff to. Was awesome. I would like yeah. to see uh, you know them step that up maybe if yeah. like because that, that idea of exploring a character's power, just you taking a scene to just explore. This is what this character can do. I think that's a neat neat idea. You know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What do you guys think of the mystique, the look? I think I, I sometimes just think it's weird. It's gotten less... like in the comics, she's like blue, she's blue skin, but she has like a little dress on. I mean, it's like it's it's a weird thing that they decided to make her like the only person who gets to be naked, and the fact that her skin has scales on it, and the fact that I never, whenever they show a close up of Jennifer Lawrence's face or Rebecca Romijn Stamos back in the earlier films. I never believe it always looks like makeup to me. It always it looks like wet makeup sure. on, on the agree. face. Yeah. I just think that's an odd thing. Like it's. It it's, it's like we accept it now, but it's still a very odd decision to say, oh, she's naked. <laughs> it is odd. But obviously it's the I mean, it's a, yeah. play up the sexiness of sure. the character. No, and now you've got Jennifer Lawrence, who you know clearly is game for it. and Yeah. But spending that time in the makeup chair and everything. Man, one scene that like I loved. I mean, <sighs> I'm trying to say this without giving anything away. It's been, it's been out for a few weeks. So. When Magneto pulled Mystique. Yeah. With the metal that was in her body. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that was, cool. was. That was cool. I mean, it, it it's one of those things like you see Magneto do stuff like that, but the place where where the metal was mm -hmm. and pulling an entire body with just a little bit of metal. I, that was the first time that I've ever seen Magneto do something like that. And I was like, ah, that must 
be painful as hell. I don't know. I like I like that guy. Well, so yeah, now though, we, we, this movie has been out for a few weeks, Steve, and we now know that it's uh, uh, made six hundred million worldwide. Yeah. It's huge, man, and yeah. it's got great word of mouth. I mean, I have not heard. I haven't, you know, again, we've all been very honest about these Wolverine movies kind of sucking, and First Class was good, but no one liked X-Men 3, no. so it's like, this, I don't know that you can say that they have, like, this isn't proof that they're gonna, these movies have have been pulled out of the, the gutter, so to speak, but it does seem like if they continue with the thread that they're on, maybe this team could really make something out of the next couple of X-Men movies. But have you heard about the fact that Brian Singer may be, you know, the studio may be wanting to distance themselves from Brian Singer due to his... His craziness. His scandals. And, scandal. yeah. Yeah. Even yeah. though it's looking pretty good for him in terms of his ability to show that he wasn't, you know, if anyone doesn't know, Brian Singer, the director of the first two X-Men movies and this film and Superman Returns and Jack the Giant Slayer and, and Usual Suspects and a lot of things, uh, has been known all along as a guy. I've heard rumors about him. Have you heard these... Yes. About him, like having these weird parties where they they like bring in hustlers or or boy toy types, and it's always <laughs> unclear how much those people are being like whether this is human trafficking or not, you know? Yeah. But there's been a couple of people that have come forward that have said that when they were underage, this cabal of like you know super horny Hollywood guys were passing them around and stuff. Oh god! It does not look good for Brian Singer if this is even remotely true or if he's involved in this at all. But it seems that he can prove he was not in the country at the time that this person was saying yeah, that they were at these parties. But still, you can see how with a family-friendly, semi-family-friendly franchise like this, that they would be saying, do we want to? I mean, but the other, on the other hand, he just delivered a huge hit to them. Sure. So is does money... It, it'll, it'll probably end up being the biggest the biggest film in the franchise. I yeah. mean, worldwide it is, but even domestically, it's it's only like it, 30 million off. Isn't it the third biggest... I think it's the third biggest Marvel movie opening at this point. Like Domestic or worldwide? I think worldwide at okay. this point. Like, if you, ta- if you take in the worldwide gross, I think it was like... Um, yeah. <clears throat> Maybe I can interject that or something, but I mean, you're you're probably close. I mean, I don't know. It, I feel like it, I did hear that it was the third. Yeah, but it's always funny they come up with these ways to make some. You know, it's like that, it's the third highest grossing <laughs> worldwide uh, Marvel movie, and that's including you know other studios' products, not oh. just Marvels. But no, so it is a huge hit. So I just wonder if money is going to talk louder than than the scandal side of it. You I know? think it boy will. tours. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, I can't. I can't. Yeah, I mean, I I think that. First class coming back and you know kind of enticing him to come back to the series, the franchise. I think he's got a lot riding on it and invested in it. And like you said, I think uh, you know it's bad publicity, but I think if it'll probably fade out. I mean, just like a lot of times it does. I mean, yeah. and he's also the director. He's not like it's not, you know not that that means anything less, but you know he's not the star. He's not on the screen the entire time. That yeah. they'd be like kind of like, are we gonna get behind Hugh Jackman being associated with that? Maybe not. Right, right. You know what I mean, but like like which I'll talk about a little later. A point I want to make about another film that I'm sure we'll discuss. But um, I don't know. I think I think they did a really great job. And like Ronald said, he he said everything that I could possibly say about this movie right when he mentioned it, which was, it has grown on me so much. Yeah. He and I, after seeing it, we both walked out of the theater along with my girlfriend, and both and all of us were like, it was it was it was good. You know, it was it was good. But like, yeah. it didn't knock me out or it didn't like wow me. But then like a day after, two days after, I, was, I remember texting you guys yeah. being like. It's it's kind of weird, like how I'm realizing I really like this movie a lot. Yeah, it wasn't bad. It and it's and it's kind of brewed, and 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 it's just and well, I it's do. like a, I liked I just like that it feels so comic booky and in the best it, it's way, truly, truly, because it's yeah. got like all these characters. It really did feel like a few issues from a comic where the, a lot happens, you know, a lot yeah. is brought in, and and everybody kind of gets a moment. But you're right, it was kind of it, it was James McAvoy slash Charles Xavier's movie, yeah, because he had the most surprising storyline. I think yeah, he had an arc. 
And, you know, the next one, X-Men Apocalypse, I think it's yeah. called, uh, is already on the calendar for 2016. So, be cool. It felt a lot like those, like, Marvel What If yeah sort of series like where what if what if this were to happen and then sentinels were it that was so cool because and that allowed them to just brutally kind of act on some of the things well there's one thing that and i guess people will see the movie the very very end when we finally see like the sort of effects of what the changes to the timeline have wrought Mm -hmm. there's one thing that one surprise cameo at the end that brought such a smile to my face because i always hated the way they treated this character in the previous movies. And just seeing this actor back in this role for just a second at the end of the movie made me think, okay, maybe if they go forward, they'll give this character the right kind of day in the sun. I don't want to say, I don't want to say, because this is a great surprise, but we probably all know who I'm talking about. Yeah. And you may not like this character, you may not like this actor, but I always really liked this character's role in the comics and thought that they, that the previous movies seemed to kind of squander. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I think that was hopeful to me because I'd heard that uh, rumors to the contrary, that this, this guy was not, ooh, this person is <laughs> not going to come back. Uh, but at any rate, to me, it just brought a smile to my face. I will say that's what made me leave going like, they did it right. Like they somehow did, they did what I would have wanted them to do, which was to, which was to take these stories and characters that I had always loved when I was, you know, they got, X-Men kind of got me into comics. Um, and, and they kind of removed it from the, the, the bin of fucked up properties that have never quite had a good movie. This was like a fun, good, big feeling movie. Yeah. And I didn't know that, I don't know that an X-Men movie has had that feel yet where it really felt that big and big, you know, like, I mean, Magneto moves a, a an entire stadium for Christ's sakes. It was a big movie. Yeah. Well, and it's interesting to see someone like Michael Fassbender, where he is in his career, like doing this type of movie. He's so good in this role, but you can almost feel like for him, this is just like a, this is just like a, a cakewalk. Like, I, I feel like this is him slumming t- to the extreme, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but since we're talking about comic book movies that already are on the calendar, uh, regardless of who's making them, we can now actually <laughs> talk about the resolution of the whole Ant-Man saga. I'm sure that, uh, you know, that actually totally happened when we weren't talking, but I thought that was really, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm reasonably okay with where things ended up. Like, really? I, don't, I don't, Peyton Reed's not a director whose movies I particularly love, but I know that when, back when they were doing a Fantastic Four movie, um, uh, and I should back this up by saying they've just, after Edgar Wright left ant-man after developing it with the studio for eight years which really just left a pit in in your stomach of like what's going on with this project right and why don't they just shit can this project since the guy who (laughs) developed it with them is is leaving for creative differences but they have a start date set for like july Hmm. and marvel never budged they never said like we're they're going to shoot this thing they got the cast in place you know yeah um but the guy that got peyton reed he's made a lot of movies that i'm not crazy about but supposedly his take on fantastic four back when they were going to do it you know before they did the horrible jessica alba version of fantastic four um (laughs) His take on it was was going to be a really traditional, really true to the comics, really in the spirit of the kind of fun 60s origins of those characters. And he was going to set it in the 60s. And having done, what's his movie, Down on Love? Down with Love. Down with Love. Yeah. Um, uh, that Which had a really fun kind of yeah, 60s feel to definitely. it. It just kind of seems like he had the right idea about going back to the fun comic booky roots. And if this is a quirkier superhero film, and if they do have Adam McKay, director of all the Will Ferrell movies, you know... Uh, if they have that type of... He's doing a script polish on it, supposedly. Really? So it just seems like they're priming this movie to be an oddball film, I believe, with the cast, with Michael Douglas and Paul Rudd and Evangeline Lilly and everyone else that's associated with it. I believe it can be a really fun film. And now I think Peyton Reed is a director who just may be like just into it enough to try to make it into what it should be, which is kind of a, a, a more light and frothy version of a, of a superhero film. But... 
I do think it's interesting. Someone like Edgar Wright. I mean, that was the whole reason that movie existed was because yeah. Edgar Wright wanted to make it. It just seems strange for an auteur of that nature that seems so well liked to leave. Just leave it. And this, this, I don't know what you guys heard. I just, from what I can tell, it sounds like they, they took the script away from him and then they came back with a draft that was supposed to be his shooting script and it wasn't what he wanted to shoot. Yeah, that's what I read. So he just walked, which, I mean, that must ah, be hard. That's kind like, of brutal. Because you know that he, you know, for years I know that was his dream project. For a long time, So yeah. that must have taken a lot of balls in a way to walk away from something yeah. like that. But Wow. That's unfortunate, man. But I want to say to people, it's not just a guy who rides around on an ant. If people think the movie is that goofy, I think a lot of times, I've heard so many people say... Wait, it's not? I've heard so many people say, the only reason I wanted to see this movie was because of Edgar Wright. I hope they don't make it now. And it's like, well, I, I sort of feel that way too on a certain level, but I don't want to say, I think Ant-Man as a concept, it's no weirder than any like than Thor or yeah, Iron or Man Spider-Man. As far as, or Spider-Man it's as far as the concept. Like, it's just a silly, it's just that we're so used to seeing those right. characters. I think that someone somewhere saw a drawing of a guy on top of an ant with like a helmet on and they thought this is ridiculous (laughs) and my whole thing is they better have a scene where he rides an ant but the cooler part is that he's got he discovers this particle that allows him to shrink but grow stronger as he shrinks so he's like a super strong little guy which is like it's going to be cool (laughs) to see him it's gonna it sounds like edgar wright could have used that to create some really inventive action scenes though and supposedly he he pre-visualized all the action so if they're working from his pre-visualizations and it's got a funny script and a good cast it could be could be an enjoyable movie but a movie starts to feel sort of doomed when they go through like a director leaves and then they go through a couple of weeks of asking people to do it and they don't want to do yeah. it and then you know eventually the guy who takes it almost seems like he's cursed at that point but yeah here's hoping that's not yeah. the case what do you guys think of peyton reed in general you didn't you kind of made a face when i brought it up i, I don't really know just much mediocre about him. Yeah, right? yeah just kind of a middle of the rung director and that's yeah. not i don't mean to insult no, him I, or his i don't his think track it is record. i don't think his movies are particularly yeah, I like, mean, stylized they, yeah anything. at all i mean Except but i'm with love right i've read i've read since he's been announced i've read a lot of back story about him and his connection to comics and what happened with uh with the fantastic four which i never knew you mm-hmm. know because I, i'm not very familiar with him but i mean i'm they obviously see something in them and for the most part, I mean, you know, I feel like a lot in a lot of ways, a lot of these Marvel movies are getting stronger as they go on. And, you know, right. that, that I've seen, you know, that yeah. I felt, especially with Captain America most recently. So, I mean, let's see what they do. I mean, you well, know, if, it's if, weird, if, but it's 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 different. But that they're known for that. I mean, some yeah. of the directors they've chosen for their films are like, what? You know, you know, to, to, to the to the fanboys or the people that are aware of that comic world, it may seem like, oh, that makes sense. But to a general public, you know, that is the, the, the vast majority of these people that are making these billion dollar worldwide hits. Lot, most of those people do not know that, you know yeah, what I mean? So it's more of like, what are they producing? They, they bank on them for a reason and they, they, I think they know what they're doing. Well, also, they do have a plan. And at this point, I've enjoyed, like you said, the progression of the plan. So the fact that maybe they, they wanted a movie that was more integrated with the rest of the movies. And that was, but I, I don't, I don't think, I've heard it wasn't just that. I've heard that the script that they brought back actually was like, bad and unfunny i mean wow. i've heard that like it really is that bad of a script wow. but the fact that now adam mckay is doing a polish on it supposedly to make some of the humor less less stupid because they supposedly really dumbed down the humor in it in the uh. rewrite but if you've got someone tr- who's worked with paul rudd before i mean that feels like something adam mckay being brought on definitely feels like the studio trying to make paul rudd stay comfortable yeah absolutely. because you, i'm, I'm sure at some point paul rudd could leave if they keep this musical chairs director thing so I'm yeah. still. I still want to see it. Like I wish it could have been Edgar Wright, but I still want to see that cast do the the you know. And I want to see what they have in store. And I agree with you, Steve. They've earned my my trust at this point. Yeah. So I and believe in Paul Rudd. Yeah. So I think yeah, I, it's a good cast. Too. I also think that like we. So the machine is a, is a terrible thing, right? right. The the <laughs> Hollywood machine that that is 
whatever it is right now. But I think that the the system's gotten to a point now where like they know how to bang out at least a decent movie mm-hmm. at this point, and you're not watching absolute shit anymore because that that can't be the standard. It's been proven that big movies can fail. Mm-hmm. Big budget movies can fail, mm-hmm. and and that risk is too high at this point for them to make a crappy movie, and they have to kind of play to somebody that has like modern a modern sort of understanding of what an audience wants to see mm-hmm. what an audience wants to see especially with that much money banking on it you can't throw 120 million dollars at something and have it be shit it will fail and you will lose your money and then you'll probably be fired yeah. so that you know it's I, I think it's just yeah it's like you you, you kind of hit the nail on the head though steve kind of what you're saying too ronald mm-hmm. it's like edgar wright is a commercially viable, but has not been like the most successful director. His biggest project for Hollywood was Scott Pilgrim, mm-hmm. and and it was a flop in terms of box office. Oh yeah, it's like yeah. a lot of people want to be in the Edgar Wright business. So it's like I I bet that the movie he would have made would have been great, but it's easy to picture a studio getting cold feet when you're talking about that money they're putting into it, and the yeah. fact that it's like they have to know that it's going to push not just be a successful film, but push forward whatever their agenda is for the next movie. Maybe that does mean that this this is not the place for interesting filmmakers with a vision, maybe. You know, it's like Joss Whedon got lucky, but he's not exactly, you know, he's not like a visionary director. He's just a good storyteller. I think it'll be interesting to see uh, James Gunn with Guardians of the Galaxy, but that still seems like such an act of good faith, the fact that he got to write and direct that with looking at the movies that he's made. You know what I mean? So it's like, I I don't think we can count Marvel out yet as far as giving interesting directors a chance to work on the material. Definitely. But, But again, at the same time, there's no rule that says, yeah, like... You know, these the average could start to slip pretty quick if there's a couple of clunkers. But yeah, so we'll see. We shall see. What other movies have you seen, Ronald? <sighs> did I tell you I saw RoboCop? I don't think we talked about RoboCop. I think we did a while ago. Yeah, but I saw it. Oh, right. oh. I mean, I didn't see. Restart it. the clock. You didn't see it? <laughs> no. Yeah. I just I, remember. I think, I think I just mentioned it when I yeah. was, I, I'd seen it. I thought it was pretty decent. I mean, yeah. Okay. It surprised it's, me. I liked it. It wasn't as. It what kind have, of expectations did you go into it with? So the problem is, Judge Dredd blew my mind. So I kind of had that idea that maybe it was going to be like a shitty movie that mm-hmm. I thought it was going to be a shitty movie that wound up being kind of like Judge Dredd level. And it did have some elements that I really enjoyed, but overall, uh, eh. I like Michael Keaton in it. Yeah, Michael Keaton, man. <laughs> if he real, if they really do wind up doing another Beetlejuice, oh, they're doing it. Oh, what's happening? God, man. Is Tim they, Burton doing it? Because that seems so. like smart. It's yeah, smart yeah, for him absolutely. to do. It. Yeah. Parts, That's the last I've ever read. Was that? I think it was while he was doing promotion right. for that film. They're, like he basically said it was happening. Their parts. Are they bringing back uh, Alec Baldwin and Gina Davis? <laughs> that would be so good. <laughs> yeah. be so Maybe at least Alec Baldwin scenes. now. If if it's like a like, do ghosts age though? <laughs> do ghosts gain weight? <laughs> that would be and hilarious. then marry yoga instructors and then lose weight if that was a joke in the movie i would love that that would be funny yeah. <laughs> it would be so funny <laughs> such a sad movie i don't know if it's gonna be i hope the tone is a, is a little less sad beetlejuice was sad man well i love that it was a it ghost was good, story from it. the ghost point of view i mean you know it really was like and that was back when tim burton really seemed like he was my guy for a couple of movies. Then. Yeah. Like after Pee Wee, that was like after Pee Wee's Big Adventure, right? Yeah. yeah. And then after that was Edward Scissorhands. Scissorhands. That's a good run. He had a good run. Love that. Yeah, that is. Was Ed Wood after that? Because if so, that's an incredible run. It was after I'm that. I'm pretty sure. It yeah, was, it was definitely right. after, after Edward, Edward Scissorhands. Scissorhands. We might have to do an episode about our favorite like runs at some point. That's a good like, idea. Best, you know, best yeah. like 
Best three or better. From a director or just from any kind of standpoint? Uh, could be an actor. Yeah. Actor. Writer. That, that sounds awesome. I'm going to say yeah. somebody. Yeah. I know Steve isn't going to Although, calling it <coughs> what? I'm going to say somebody. I know you, you're not Calling it the runs is a terrible run? idea, though. A run. A run of a <laughs> director. call it an issue of the runs. <laughs> what? A run of a director. A movie that you saw. Did you watch some of it? Why are you talking into uh, your uh, cup? Yeah. You know? <laughs> a I movie that you I saw. Got, I got you. I got you. <laughs> Trying to sound ominous by talking <laughs> into his cup. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> that would be the sound of Ronald pouring water on his laptop. Oh, God. Oh god, that's not good at all. You, I would hurt. I, I would. We gotta get that yeah. sound. We yeah. gotta get that sound. That, that sound bite. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Oh god, I've never done that, before. Ronald. Your your waveform is usually such a, a steady, like rumble. But there was a spike in your waveform. I'm looking over here at the software. Oh god, hopefully my computer's okay. So what else? What else have we seen? Well, we something that's uh, uh not coming out till this. Friday, the day that this is dropping. Yeah. So we actually have a day and date uh, there we go. A movie gem. to talk about. Yeah, very, very fun. I don't know what to say about it except just that it was great, but How to Train Your Dragon 2. I mean, I, I did watch the first one after watching How mm-hmm. to Train Your Dragon 2. I do think the first one is still somehow better in the way that first ones are always better. Like just, I think the emotional arc is so clean and simple and that's, mm-hmm. there's still nothing better than the scene where Hiccup and Toothless become friends, friends. in that yeah. film. But this, But the second one got really close and was very emotional and very powerful and visually well, one, one of the coolest looking movies I've seen in a while. Like I like to tell you though that you're wrong because Henry <laughs> said this one was better. Well, Henry said this was better than the first one. I mean, Ronald heard him say that. So You know what else wrong. Henry I thinks did. is really good? <laughs> what? Shark Boy and Lava Girl. <laughs> well, I He's, take it all back. Yeah. <laughs> That's on the DVR. It's gotten a lot of spin. No, I, I totally agree with you. I mean, I mean, gorgeous, I, but I mean to say awesome. that this is even anywhere close to as good as the first. I'm I'm paying it a compliment. I'm just, Absolutely. You know. I mean, I I we've talked about that film tons. Yeah. Both for the film, for the 3D, for the score. There's so many things that I love about that movie, and this film is, like, I don't know. I can't. I don't know which one I like more. I know what you're saying, and I think you're probably right with the first one. But I mean, there's a lot of things that happen in this in this entry into this now franchise. I mean, they've already announced the, the third one for 2016. Um. It's going to be a monster hit, I hope. Yeah. I, I absolutely loved it. It makes me emotional watching that movie. I get so excited um, watching their relationship and, and and seeing both of them grow. I mean, this is an animated film. Yeah. It's like crazy. Like, I'm, I'm really invested in these two guys or mm. these two characters and seeing them grow. Like, yeah, and I have a debate about who the main character is. I say, exactly. I say it's Toothless and he says it's Hiccup. So that's amazing. Like that you that can, that you can, I you mean, know? even even just to discuss it at all, that's amazing. That's yeah. an amazing job. Um, by the director and writer of the film, and I couldn't agree more. I mm. loved it. I saw. It. I've actually seen it three times now. I could easily see it. I loved three it. times right now. Easily, <laughs> it, it is in, incredibly entertaining, super engaging, and gorgeous. Um, I already and said gorgeous. That. Yeah. I mean, amazingly gorgeous. And the 3D is really good. I mean, yeah. it's really great to see it in 3D. Um, and the designs, the character designs, continue to be just like the dragons are so oh, cool man, looking and awesome. so fun to watch. So good. So good. So what is it that's what is it that's special about the like? What do they have that these that almost no other? I really can't think of another animated film in the last ten years that has had this effect on me as far as feeling like. I mean, it's not quite like 
the Star Wars feeling or that, but it's it, you feel like I got goosebumps when this when I sat down to watch part two and the music started and the camera was pulling in on the island. I got goosebumps. I actually wrote down immediate goosebumps. Like yeah. I start, and I actually started tearing. The music started and I felt my, my eyes got wet. I was like, "What am I just this excited to watch this?" <laughs> we we, we experienced this two seats away yeah. from one another. Like I had the same reaction. I was so excited. I know. I love those characters. And so many parts in the movie, like when certain things when certain things are happening, you're like so happy for them. Yeah. <laughs> Whether it's tooth or yeah. hiccup but i mean there's a scene for toothless and you, i'm sure you know what oh, i'm talking yeah. about towards the end well there's two actually on opposite ends of the spectrum yeah. emotionally but that's what's so amazing like they take you so far with both characters mm. you know at the bottom and the top and when he gets and you know when he has that moment when mm. toothless has that moment it's like i'm talking about an yeah. dragon yes. when he has that moment i'm like i i wanted to cheer <laughs> in the theater i wanted to like clap and cheer yeah you should have and and I, I actually did it one of the screenings I went to. I was like clapping because it was oh. just that exciting. Yeah, so good. Absolutely love the movie. Like I said, I've seen it a few times and I will see it probably a few times more. And uh, it's it's definitely one of one of my favorite movies I've seen, I've seen this year easily. Um, and that will make two movies that are animated that are at the top of my of almost my mid year list. Yeah. Um, this and, and the Lego Movie. One of the things I was I was trying to put my finger on what I think one of the things I think is so special about these movies, and I I think part of it is. Like Hiccup as a character, he's really smart. Yes. He's really brave. It's a little bit the way that you, like I remember when we were talking about uh, the Hunger Games, how you start to like Katniss Everdeen just as a character. You see her, she's smart, she's resourceful. You like the way that they play. It's like, I feel that way about Hiccup in these movies. Just mm-hmm. that He's just a fun character to watch because he's always doing something kind of brave and forward thinking and he's inventing shit and making maps and he's yeah. like an adventurer, and he's 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 not hemmed in. He's not like a. That's so true. You know what I mean? He's not like a. That's he's not so an anti-hero. True. He's not a bumbling, uh, well-meaning fuck up. Or I mean, he is yeah. kind of a well-meaning fuck up. But he's like he's also smart enough to kind of learn. And very quickly, you Correct see it. him like yeah. he's constant. And like in the first movie, it's very inventive the way they show him learning things about dragons and then immediately applying it yeah. to these other dragons that he's supposed to be in. Yeah. So it's like I I think that you don't see that often. And then you have a character like Astrid. Who I would say if there's one thing they do in a third movie, I feel like give Astrid a little bit more of a yeah. plot line because she's yeah. a character that is really strong. And there's a plot line in this film about who might become the chief of the tribe, uh, tribe, the town, the city, yeah. whatever they are there. What do, what do Vikings have? Not They don't have a tribe. They have a... I don't know, the village or something? A village, yeah. The yeah. chief of the village. That sounds all right. Um, uh, and I was... I, early in the film, I was like, oh, totally... Astrid's going to be the ch- going to become the new chief, Definitely. and I would that wouldn't have felt out of place. I'm not saying that's not how it went, but I'm just saying that like I did kind of say that's not how it went. <laughs> backtrack, backtrack. But that's a plot I invented in my mind that didn't happen, so I don't think I'm spoiling anything. But I mean, it's right, that kind right. of movie where there are there's there's cool second string characters that they could easily give more to do. But uh, you know, and Craig Ferguson's character is fun, yeah. And the character of the mother, you know, I don't know if you've seen either of these films. No. Have you? You need to get like in a situation where you can watch the first one on a, on like like Steve's large television yeah. on a Blu-ray or something because it really is a, a good-looking film. It's gorgeous and it still looks good. The first one still looks absolutely. Good, so, um, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I like a forty-six inch. I, it might be Gerard Butler's best work. I got, I got a sixty. Yo. You can do. That shit is huge. Um, yeah, I think the voice cast, everything is just so good, and, and it's a lot of comedic beats in the film too. I mean, a lot of the friends of. Hiccups like you know T.J. Miller, Jonah Hill, mm-hmm. uh, what's uh, Christopher Mintz Platts, Kristen Wiig, uh, who am I missing? I think that's it, right? Like the little crew that they run with. I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so there's a lot of fun little beats, and uh, I love. I I absolutely just love Toothless. I yeah. mean, it is yeah, scary Toothless to me. Awesome. Like 
he reminds me of my dog so much. Mm-hmm. And 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 I will say like the director Dean, De, I don't know if it's Dubois or Dubois. Uh, I think that's Dubois. Dubois is it D U B O I S? D E B L O I S. So Dubois, I guess. Uh, I don't Dubois. know. Anyway, I love the fact that he actually directed Lilo and Stitch because I, I, this movie definitely plays to me like Lilo and Stitch does, and I think Toothless and Stitch are very similar yeah, characters. Very much so. Very and much I, so. I, I love that relation, and uh, yeah, I love this movie. Mm-hmm. I love it so much, and I hope you go see it, people <laughs> out there. Yeah, I mean, the one thing that was way. odd was that you know the screening. Of, I'm not even going to go into the people behind us yeah, at the screening scene. Uh, but to, well, there's, there's, maybe we'll do a future uh, Pet Peeves episode where I can catch back up with this. <laughs> okay. I don't know if anything this year will, will top that experience. But these people made every sound available to human beings to be made in the theater. <laughs> Most of them were made by a very little human there being. There was like a baby that made every baby sound that a baby could make. I mean, I know because I've had a baby in my house that um, that there is, you know, there's a range of sounds. This baby made every sound. And the mother would leave and then come back with the baby, and the baby would make, be making whole new sounds. At some point, Ronald, it was like they had plastic things they were banging against each other. They had crinkly things back there. They were rolling something. <laughs> they were getting up. They were shaking seats. Every time they would leave, you would think they're, they're about to leave. Thank goodness. No. Then they would come back, and it was just like, then you'd hear like crunch, 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 stamp, stamp, stamp. You know, it's like every sound imaginable. <laughs> and at no point, like I, don't, I think we were all turning around and doing that. I'm just going to turn around and look. And silence you. Get the point. This woman was immune to that. You know? <laughs> this woman actually had a mutant power, I think. We should find out. <laughs> She's immune to people hating her in, yeah. in a dark theater. But um, but so even within that experience, the movie, was I was able to say, you know what? I'm just going to let this go and enjoy this film. And it, it, even that wasn't enough to... Wasn't enough to to wreck the experience. <laughs> so, yeah, Dragon 2, go see it, please. It'll be huge, hopefully. Speaking of a movie that ought to be huge, but I don't know, is it being huge? No. No, it's ah. not. And I kind of, I hope we're going to the same path. Is here. it on the edge of being huge, it's, per it's chance? It's not even close to the edge, I don't think. Although, you know, the, 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 the savior of a lot of those movies here are the worldwide grosses. But mm-hmm. um, Edge of Tomorrow, new Tom Cruise, sci-fi, action blockbuster. Tommy C. Tommy C. Big good. fan. Um, Didn't go see it yet. This movie's fucking good. It's really? really? It's really that, good. You know what? It, 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 I, I can explain to you one, the top reason why it's almost like greatness is that Tom Cruise plays a cowardly douchebag who's at a disadvantage <laughs> no. for the first half of the movie. No, this is it. He's they, trying to weasel out of doing anything heroic for the longest time. I guess that's a little bit of a spoiler, but it's like it's still fun. Like it's fun to see Tom Cruise play a guy who's not like they they inverted his competency thing. You know how yeah. we've joked about how every time he's playing someone in a movie, he's yeah. got to be named Jack yeah. and he's got to be the guy who's an expert at everything. Well, in this movie, not only is he not, but you kind of see how he becomes an expert, and it's really super fun. It was just fun as hell to watch. You know, like I can't. Is think... it funny? He was talking it was, about it was funny. He was actually talking about. I heard an interview where he was talking about how they he helped kind of shape this sort of humor in the movie and he really wanted it to be a big part of such a serious thing there's a moment early in the film where he is at his wits end because he now realizes he's reliving the same day Mm -hmm. which again that's in the trailer that's the premise everybody people keep calling it groundhog day in space or whatever um or groundhog day in the future but but there's a moment early in the film where he's trying, where he's he does not know what's going on, but he knows something very strange is going on, and he's trying to explain himself to people that think he is crazy, and it it was hilarious. Do you know the scene I'm talking about? Yes. Like one of the second or third times yes. he repeats it, yes. and he's trying to explain to everybody. And he's disheveled. It's just, I mean, it was like, I mean, I've always been uh, a 
I've always been open to Tom Cruise, you know, yeah. and I've always sort of like liked him in certain <laughs> films and seen why people don't like him. And I know, but I've always like, even when we were talking about Jack Reacher, um, you know, we were enjoying kind of talk. Tom Cruise is like Arnold Schwarzenegger at some point. He's like, he brings a certain thing to movies that you can enjoy his movies. Even if you, you know, you could hate watch his films and still enjoy them. Sure. He brings something to them. But this movie is just one of those where you go, this guy is like hitting all the notes. He's, he's, he knows exactly what to do on camera with this character. And it's a really memorable, fun character that you see think his way out of a lot of weird situations. And I don't know. It's just, I, yeah, I, I thought it was, I thought it was great, but I thought more so even than that, he was, he was really great in this. Like he really carried it. Yeah. It bums me out. That it's like not. Yeah, doing I mean, great. like I think you know, I think it'll end up de- doing fine, like because of the worldwide box office. But you said there, you said an article like to to us like the week before it came oh, yeah. out, like you know, a reason to get behind Tom Cruise again, mm-hmm. and, and it it really is weird. Like when we were talking about the Brian Singer stuff earlier, like the way a studio or the public or whatever will relate, you know, somebody's personal stuff mm-hmm. with their box office or with your wanting to see their films or how you feel about them as a person versus the star that maybe put them on the map or why you even know their name kind of stuff. Right. And it really, it really gets me, man. Cause like, he's one of my, he is like two, one and two is like Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise. Like, and it fluctuates, you know, yeah. it, it's always, it's always them. And ever, you know, I've, and them in the interview with the vampires kind of where it all started for me. So it's cool that I can say that, but whereas oblivion was ground zero for, <laughs> for Ronald, Ronald yeah. uh, ground zero for you was <laughs> first science yeah. interview, you know, with but vampire. like seeing two of my favorite actors, I mean, cause I, I liked them prior to interview with the vampire, but seeing them together was really an amazing thing for me. Mm-hmm. And since then I've followed both of them very closely. I've always seen all their films and you know, I think Tom Cruise hits it out of the park most more, way more than he misses and way more than most actors. Even when the movie is not the movie where you're supposed to hit it out of the park, Tom Cruise hits it out of the park. You know I, what I mean? I and really it, agree with you. Like, and it's I like really he's trying that. so hard to make it good. And he does make good movies. I think that's the thing that escapes people's attention when they want to run him down is that if you look at his track record, yeah. he makes interesting choices and he yeah. works with good directors. And I've, I don't know, I haven't looked at everything by Doug Lyman, but I do think his style, his quick-wittedness, and his just experience, like he has done a couple of kind of action-y things. Yeah. I felt like the, the the chops as far as the action, the way it was filmed, mm-hmm. I mean, it's exhilarating. I mean, it, it's one of the few times I would say this movie reminded me of a, of a video game, but in a way that doesn't knock the storyline. It actually almost like turns a video game, kind of a learning curve in a video game, into... A, a science fiction story because in a video game what you do is by repetition you learn like don't go in that door go over here and throughout the movie he is constantly having to redo things because he knows if I go over there I die but if I go over here I can get a shot you know it's like and it just suggests that he's learning this by repeating this day so many times and, and, why, and why didn't they play that up more huh? I feel like they got scared of the whole like repetition thing like the Groundhog know. Day thing, like I think that they because some of those moments were the best, you know. Absolutely, I feel like they they tried so hard to make people aware of what this movie was by the trailers. Like there's gonna be a lot of repetition, so don't go into the movie thinking that you know, oh, this is dumb because it's repetition. Yeah. Like they spent so much time in the trailer talking about that that they didn't talk about like the the gaming angle. I mean, what kind of industry is gaming right now? It's huge. Yeah. You know, this isn't based off a of game property or anything like that. But it could have very easily been transplanted from a gaming environment. Definitely. It looks like it. It's yeah. a gaming environment. And the action scenes are incredible. I mean, so good. I saw an IMAX 3D, and it was ridiculous. It mm-hmm. made my girlfriend motion sickness. Like, I saw an IMAX sick. 3D, too, and it, it was. awesome. Yeah. Mm. And, and kind of like, you know the when you're playing a video game, and you don't know what's going on, and you can tell you're about to die, and you just have a moment of going, ah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I felt that way. The first yeah. few times he's out going there in the it. field, it was very much like that. I mean, like, th- that first couple of times that they hit the beach, yeah. 
it was like something out of i mean it was like it's hard not to think of something like saving private ryan yeah. or something more dramatic but the action really was like eye popping and there's like there's like smoke trails going all around and there's all these you know the the, the, the they're wearing those exoskeletons you can see in the trailer and it's just it's a it's like just technically, I thought it was a really... It was awesome. It was an achievement. It really you know? was. It, it was so engaging and, like, so much going on, like you said. I just don't know why they didn't play that up more. Like, I don't know. I feel like there's a big miss. Like You mean the marketing? Yeah, the mark. I, yeah, I think about the marketing. I look at all the trailers and, like, them changing the I, name I, of the I remember movie. what I wanted to say about How to Train Your Dragon 2, which that? was that our screening that we saw was half full. So that actually yeah. applies to this movie. What do you think... I mean, I guess we're talking about Edge of Tomorrow, but... Marketing wise, do you think the awareness is out there for How to Train Your Dragon Two? Do you think it's going to hit big? I do. You do? I do. Yeah. Okay. I think the screenings that we were able to go to and that I was able to see, some of them weren't like crazy turnouts. But that's not ever. That's not okay. always a product of the awareness of the movie. There's a lot of other things that control that. But I think this movie is going to be huge. Well, I the I reason really I asked that is because it's related to because it's when I was leaving Edge of Tomorrow and thinking about the fact that I'd heard that it, you know I knew that it was I saw it on Monday, so I knew that on Friday it had not. You know, the, they were starting to report that it was like, where did it come in? It was uh, like third, third, yeah, yeah. Um, and I thought, I thought similarly about How to Train Your Dragon too. I don't know if I didn't know the first one was great. If anything in the commercials for Part Two would bring me in, because so oh. much of what you see that trailer, so much of what's great about it is knowing the characters and seeing what's different and seeing. But I don't know if there, you know what I mean. I don't know if yeah. there's a. Sometimes a movie really needs a a really strong hook. To get an audience, even if the story is the thing that makes it good, you need something simpler than a story to sell in a trailer. And I didn't know about How to Train Your Dragon, but I was thinking about Edge of Tomorrow. That it's another one that's a little bit odd because there is a strong hook to it that you that they do sell in the trailer, the sort of repetition thing. Yeah. But I don't know how you market the rest of that without just spoiling it for audiences. Well, I mean, you know? I think like the big miss, like one of the other things I was going to get to was like, okay, so not, I don't, I'm 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 walking into what you're saying. Yeah, here. I didn't mean to go on a tangent. No, 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 I'm just no. saying no, I we're do... talking about yeah. the same thing. Is like, how do you sell this movie? Because it's really frustrating. Because I think it's going to be on paper, it'll still be a success, but. I just don't like it's it it feels like such an original movie, you know, even though it's based off of a a book or a short story or something. Um Yeah, I don't know if it's like a I, I the name it's, it's uh, all you need is all kill, you need is kill yeah. which was the original name of the film too. Right, so changing the title of the movie I thought was a horrible idea. I think all you need is kill is a much cooler name and yeah, much more memorable. And they changed it cuz of I think the like the shooting Oh sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, mean, I can and, see and why. I understand that, yeah. but I mean I think going with something Edge of Tomorrow sounds very generic. Doesn't tell you what this movie's about. At all. And so they get into the trailer, and the trailer, it's Tom Cruise, it's, and, and more, re, more the more recent trailers before the week of opening is, like, all the critical praise. The movie's got, like, an 89-90% on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a critical hit. But that's all they show in the trailer. They don't show how fucking epic, badass Emily Blunt is in this movie. Yeah. A huge miss. Right. The number one and number two movies at the box office are Fault in Our Stars, a female... And Maleficent, a female. And yeah. you have a kick-ass female in a Tom Cruise movie, sci-fi movie about that could look like a gaming environment, and they don't sell her at all. And don't think that people don't love Emily Blunt because she was in uh, The Devil Wears Prada in a very memorable yeah. role, which was a huge fit. You know what I mean? It's like yeah. she was already in a movie. Like I guess what I'm saying is she does have some recognition. I think people, I mean, regardless if she's a huge star, there's a female lead yeah. in this film. And who she's is, awesome. Who like trains him. She is the power of the movie. Like you yeah. said, half the film he's running away. She's the one trying to show him what he needs to be well, the, doing. The, the dynamic between the two of them where she can just decide awesome. at any point that by yes. killing him, they get to try again. Yeah. It creates this... It's very humorous to see... I mean, if you were with... it's, It made me think, if I was with Nikki, and she knew we could redo this whole day if if I just killed John. You know, like... <laughs> 
I would be so afraid of pissing her off. And I would be trying so hard to make everything go perfectly. And there's even a scene where you get a sense that he's like, let's just chill out for a while before yeah. you put a bullet in my head, you know? Um, oh, but but no, you're right. You're right. I, I mean, I didn't even think about that because here's the thing. I knew from the trailer, I saw a little bit of the first trailer and I heard people saying Tom Cruise is doing something that, that's, you know, Groundhog Day in the future or whatever. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll check that. I mean, again, as we've established, I'll check out a Tom Cruise movie. Um I was like, oh, good. He's doing another sci-fi film. I like the idea that, you know, every year... I, th- I like the idea that he does gen- genre films. He's yeah. not trying to do, like, soapy dramas or whatever. Yeah. He seems like he's a little bit of a, you know... Like, I think he, he he wants to do the kind of movies that connect big with audiences like Definitely. this. So I knew I would probably see it. So I didn't really see any of the materials associated with it, except for the occasional clip that I would just kind of see, but I didn't follow. So it was full of surprises for me. Like, Absolutely. almost every beat was a surprise. And I just kept thinking, how is this movie not being marketed better? I mean, I don't, I don't, again, I, I think you have a really strong idea of what would have been a plus. Because not only does um, Emily Blunt, does, would that tap into maybe a, a more female-driven audience that would seek this movie out, but also just, I think her character hints at some of the bigger picture stuff with the story that actually is more interesting. It's kind of yeah. like with Oblivion, when you go to see the movie and you see what the story really is, what's interesting is, oh, it's about cloning or it's about all this other kind of interesting stuff and this movie has that angle of oh it's actually kind of about something kind of interesting that is you know it feels like a really modern take on a, on a familiar story yeah. and there's something about the repetition of it and the fact that it feels like a video game but it's couched in a science fiction dynamic i i do think they could have made more of that in the i mean and they might the trailer. And they might still you're right I mean, they might start they doing those trailers that are more revealed, they need but, to yeah. adjust it I but mean, you're right they need to put her front and center yeah i think she's incredible in the movie their dynamic is the, is great together mm-hmm. um the humor is great in it i mean throw some of those beats in the trailer i yeah. mean the, the the one scene with him and her when he's asking about transferring it you know what I'm talking yeah. about? That was great. Right. I thought it was hilarious. Mm-hmm. And Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just so funny. And, and he's got that, man. Like, he's so fucking charismatic and charming, and, and they, they work together so well. Well, he's smart enough to, to know that if he plays his smugness at just the right angle, he's insufferable. Yes. He knew... I mean, he was playing a, a, a funny character in the early scenes of this. He you, you were watching it going like, wait, this isn't a hero at all. <laughs> yeah, what? But he's having fun doing it. There's a humor to it that's that, yeah, I don't, I don't know that I got that from the trailer at all. Yeah. So I don't know, man. I hope they adjust it. I, I, I mean, we, just saying that Dragon is one of my favorite movies of the year. Yeah. I think, I mean, I can say that Edge of Tomorrow is one of my favorite movies of the year too. I mean, this is a movie that I cannot wait to see again. And uh, it's, it's in. The, what I, I think did feel like sort of evangelizing for this movie. I did sort of feel like telling people it's good. You know, yeah. doing that sort of like no, no, it's really good. Unfortunately, you yeah. have to like people I work with, like friends of mine, like you, you, any group you're in, probably half the people don't the, will say they don't like Tom Cruise. Right. And you're like, why don't you like Tom Cruise? What didn't you like that he was in? You know, and not to be like a dick or like like I have to support him. He's, he's gonna be fine. <laughs> I like the, I like the yeah. idea of you like cornering people. Yeah. It's like, like wait, it's like get up? over here. Come in this corner with me right now. I need to talk to your face. Did I hear you say something about Tom Cruise? Yeah. And I'm pointing at it with my yeah. middle finger. You know, like this. You know, Ronald. And spitting a little yeah, bit yeah. <laughs> because it, it, like it is really like I feel like I get a little defensive for him because like all the shit all the crazy shit that he has in his personal life like whatever it is what it is I don't really pay attention to that I'm I like a lot of things too Steve where I just want to hear people admit what reasons they really are knocking it for that's what I always yeah. I, that's what I'm like, always drilling for yeah, right. like what did you hate him in yeah. and if it's a bad thing I'm like yeah he was pretty bad in, or yeah Rock of Ages was a horrible movie but don't tell me he didn't go to a 10 yeah. in that movie in that role because he did yeah. you know what I mean yeah. let's talk about him and I think that's what I appreciate when, 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 when it's not good and he does seem kind of overcooked 
I love how overcooked and Tom Cruise he is. So I will enjoy him in almost anything like at this point because he just doesn't do movies where he sits around and plays it low key. He just well, doesn't do it. He's yeah. climbing things. He's yelling. He's, he's always running. He's, yeah, always he's an amazing runner. There's like an article that came out last week. It's like the top 10 Tom Cruise run runs. And it's like all his like, you know, Mission Impossible, Collateral, you know, Valkyrie, all these movies where he's like, and he's, he's a great runner. I just yeah. want to acknowledge yeah, that. He's fine. got great form. Uh, but yeah, man, I feel so bad because like I, and and what you were saying earlier, like last year when they released, I think it was last year at Comic Con when they released the poster for it. Yeah. When it was all you need is kill. Still, it was like, oh, okay, cool. Like I don't know anything about this. Yeah. Like I, I, but I'll see it because it's Tom Cruise. But then literally like the two weeks before the movie came out is when it all was like this movie's supposed to be incredible. Mm-hmm. Like it's gonna be the like it could be the surprise like hit of the summer right. dark horse film. Like we were talking mm. about this. A lot of articles were saying that because when the critics started to see it. It wasn't even the marketing was really selling it, but the critics that saw it, that's where it was like, this movie's solid. And 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 that I really put a lot of weight in some of that stuff when it starts coming out in a consensus like that. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the word of mouth thing or from festival screenings or from yeah. advanced screenings yeah. or whatever. It's it's you just become aware when a movie has gotten that kind of advanced word that's good. And yeah. sometimes it's a surprise to see that many critics that can usually yeah. pick a movie like this apart, apart to say that, you know, like there was one and then two and then three and then four and then people whose reviews I read anyway that were saying, you know, no, this is pretty good. And some people saying, of course it's good. You know, I think it's funny that even in that community you find people, you can tell someone's either a Tom Cruise fan or they're or they're not. But but it's a fun movie. I guess that's what I would stress is that if you don't like Tom Cruise and you want to see him get shot in the head a hundred times and knocked <laughs> yeah, around, then this is it's great. a great film yeah. for you. It's a great film for this haters. what you've been looking for. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, all the times you wanted to... Take it out on him. There, go, there it goes. But, and if you're a Bill Paxton fan, I'll say yeah, Bill Paxton awesome. is, is really funny in this. He's got a couple of good turns. Yeah. I don't know. I Yeah, I, I loved the movie. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like it's so defensive of it. I'm trying to pump yeah, up. No, I know what bit. you mean, though. Sometimes, it really, it really like, gets I, me. It's like you it can really dislike, gets me. It's like when someone says something about a band I like. Oh, they're just like so-and-so. They suck in this way. And you want to be like... I feel like I need to say you're wrong about your reason, but if, but I'm not. But I think the thing is, when I was younger, I used to think I'm going to convince this person somehow. Yeah. But I think now I know I'm not going to convince somebody. But I do think maybe what you're saying, Steve, is if if you hate Tom Cruise, look in yourself for why you hate Tom Cruise. <laughs> why I ask you? Because you can't make these blanket statements about the types of movies he does and the types of career he's had. The only thing you can say is he's into it. You can't say he only does one kind you know what i mean i yeah. think that's just it he's a, he's a he's, he's a, game like right. he's, he's up for it yeah i mean and i think he's always there he's you know from everything I, I you know obviously read a lot of stuff online all these interviews and stuff like ronald was telling me he was really good in this this the only other what's it called the nerdist the nerdist podcast and i gotta check that out because i love reading about him he's i mean there's never any a question i don't think there's ever been a, really been a question of his commitment his, his effort like he is a go-getter he's a producer yeah. he's a you know and i admire that i think he and he pumps out these movies that I, I, I nine out of ten times I enjoy. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always one that I don't. You know, and, and I think you know if you look at Rotten Tomatoes or sites where you know you can get a consensus of, of films in terms of box office or even just critical consensus, he has a lot of huge movies and a lot of consistent. Yeah. If you look over the years, how many he's been making right. movies for thirty years, and and he has more. I, I, I'd have to look at the number exactly, but the average rating of his films and the number of films that he has above 80% on Rotten Tomatoes, I think is higher than any active actor right now. You know, with the number of films that he's yeah, put out. Sense. And look at his range. He's got, like, so much more range than Harrison Ford. Yeah. Oh, Or yeah, someone. Totally, but I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm just throwing no, out. No, no, you're right. I'm just throwing you're out, right. like, an iconic name that for yeah. years was very well-respected and, you know, men want to men want to be and women want to be with him kind sure, of thing. You sure, sure. Um, 
and some men want to be with them. I'd, I'm I'd sure. go, um, you know, I'd go both. Um, but I think one leads to the other. But I'm just saying, it's like you, you just can't, you just can't, uh, you just can't paint him as this guy who makes safe choices. Uh, and yeah, for that reason, I'll always, I'll always be kind of interested to see what he might do. Will because, Smith makes safe choices. Well, I mean, Will Smith is. We've talked about this, those two guys in comparison before. But yeah, yeah. Will Smith is a guy who hasn't had in the last several years whatever Tom Cruise has managed to do where it's like not every movie is a hit but he still has people coming out I don't know I do think this movie if people start to see it, I could see this becoming a, a, a huge like a cult hit um, or a or a home video hit but I would also love to see home video does people say that anymore? You just did <laughs> <laughs> but do people under 40 say that anymore? <laughs> um, but I, I could see it being the kind of movie where people eventually will see it and say like yeah it's not that bad but you're right Steve people are still like if People aren't going to be able to get over there. Their feelings yeah. about Mr. Cruz. I know. It is what it is. You shouldn't have jumped on that couch. You, your loss. I know. I really wish you had, man. That's yeah. like a horrible thing. Well, that showed such a. This is how people act, isn't it? Kind of like he he is a, he is probably from another planet. Let's just admit that. Or yeah. maybe. Or he's maybe. at least highly influenced by beings from another world at this point. <laughs> I think we can agree on that. I think yeah. So. So why don't we rattle off some of the movies since you guys? Uh, have I haven't seen really seen anything else. Me either. What have you seen, Steve? Uh, let me let me think here. I never got there, around there to the, seeing Godzilla. The core. I saw Godzilla. Godzilla. Was it good? I saw it. I saw it too. I, I liked it. I, it was a little. It wasn't. It wasn't as good as I thought it was gonna be. Me either. I thought all the creature stuff was what Pride Pacific Rim was going for. Mm-hmm. Like the battle. You know. Yeah. I wish there was more of that. And I, I've, you know, maybe there will be in sequels that they're they're already working on now. But it's like weird. Like I, my biggest thing was like I was telling my friends. I liked everything that didn't have to do with the humans. Yeah, that's movie. what everyone said. Yeah, yeah. And the only character that mattered at all to me was Brian Cranston. He's not in the film a ton. Right. Uh, I, I usually like Aaron Taylor Johnson. Didn't like him in the movie. Didn't like Elizabeth Olsen in the movie. I heard she um, was wasted. Totally. Wasted, totally. Yeah, absolutely. But like, Godzilla... I mean, the, showing up drunk. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I didn't get that report, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, it, it was very... It was, okay. it, was, it was a letdown for me, I think, in, in terms of... I, I was looking... It was one of my picks. I, lo- I was really mm-hmm. looking forward to that movie. Um, but yeah, it was okay. Meh. It was it Meh. was past. Meh. I mean, I would say go check it out. It's a visually those scenes are really cool. Some of the scope of it is really cool. Some of the shots are amazing. Like the that the one that we always talked about in the trailer. Yeah, when the jumpers come down with the with the red smoke. I mean, that yeah, was that, that was, was really epic. Cool. They did something that you wouldn't have thought about in this movie. I mean, with any monster movie, if something emerges from the water, it's gonna drown everything around it. Yeah. I did. I, that's the first time I'd ever seen that yeah. in a movie, and it was cool to see it. Normally, it's like a big bubble of water, and that's it. But yeah. like, it drowned everything mm-hmm. within, like a, <laughs> a yeah. half a mile radius. All that, of, yeah, every it's just displaced. So yeah, it's it's, like it's got to yeah. move to one place and then move to another place. Yeah. So yeah, that's super destructive. Yeah. Um, Godzilla. So million ways to die in the West. Fuck that movie. Really? <laughs> Fucking horrible. <laughs> I I I think I'm just yeah. I, you done I, with I just, them? I'm done Did you with see it? it? I don't think it, no. I don't. Was it your pick? I, I think wanted, it might have been your pick. Yeah, it was my pick. Was, I, yeah. I I still. Ron, are you gonna go for another perfect score? Not seeing any of your picks <laughs> this summer. <laughs> <laughs> I still dislike him, man. You know what I like? I think what I think that indicates, Ronald, there's a purity of heart in that, and that once you've picked a movie, really your relationship with that movie is over. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes it's all yes. about potential for you. Yeah, sometimes, yes. I, I think that I cannot... I, I try to like him. Mm-hmm. He's awful, man. <laughs> well, I haven't heard anybody, except for my most generous friends, say that they like that film. I have heard some people say, oh, it's really funny, and they seem to be judging it just based on joke to joke. Nope. Yeah. But other people have said no jokes are there. Or it's the same joke over it, and over. Yeah, that's what it, it is. It's the same joke. Nope. <laughs> 
Yeah. I try to figure out if it's him I don't like. I think it genuinely is him. I, I did not find this movie entertaining at all. I, I wanted to leave the movie. Really? If I would have had the option to, I would have. I did not like it. And I'm glad that it bombed. So. Wow. Yeah. It's kudos to that. Um, Maleficent, I saw. Um, it's okay. Yeah. Kind of like a thing like where I, I, I kind of was really hoping they would really go the villain angle and, and not Disney. Fi- I love Disney. You know, yeah. you guys know me. I'm a Disney, I'm a Disney guy, but... I was hoping they would really go like a little darker, you know, like stick more to the, like try to stick more to the villain path that you saw like in Sleeping Beauty because it is one of the di- the Disney's best villains. I thought about that and everything I heard, it does feel like we're in this age where it's all about the revisionistic version yes. of things. And I understand that that part of that is being sympathetic to a villain. And I do think, especially nowadays, if it's a female villain who was painted as kind of a, a an evil witch, so right. to speak, I think nowadays the temptation is to say, well, is that misogynist or is that sexist? Let's give a little bit. You know what I mean? I think yeah. people are... Tr- but, no, I, you're I, right. but, but I agree with you that I still want there to be bad guys. Yeah. And I just don't want us to be... If Are we entering into the age where we don't get to have bad guys that are that are bad guys? I mean, I love it when a movie has twists and turns, but it, it does seem like with that look and with that character, if you did a straight villain turn, it there's something that might be more iconic or more powerful about it. Right. But from what I can tell, the, the, the villain is more the, on the human side of the equation. Yes. Which, again, not, I'm not opposed yeah. to that. It undoes the story of the fairy tale. It's not like it just tells you the other side. It's yeah. like it makes it a different story. Yeah, exactly. But it's like, that's fine. That's she, a, yeah, it, it was, it I, was fine. I didn't, I didn't like dislike it. I didn't, I wouldn't say anything negative really truly about it. I didn't leave thinking that was crap or mm-hmm. really... I didn't really like Charlto, Charlto's Copley's. Yeah, and he he he's the element you're referring to. Um, has an has an actor gone from interesting newcomer to like what do we do with this guy? I don't know. Faster yeah, what do you Charlto do? Copley? That he's know. not going to be a villain anymore after this movie. Did you see that? Or no. He like said in an interview that he was he's like done with it. Yeah, he was not good in this. Uh, I think Angelina was great actually, yeah. and. Uh, well, I mean, the whole movie's clearly built around and and her she and she and she's made for that role. I yeah. mean, it's kind of like it, that it fits perfectly into that puzzle, and uh, it looked great. Um, the scenes of her flying around look really cool. To it, me. it, like it her, is. It her is design really cool. when she's like got the wings and everything. It is like it something is. out of a myth. I it's thought it very well really done. Neat. Very well done. And and the best thing I can say about the movie is that it, it is lean. Mm-hmm. It's like ninety six minutes, ninety five minutes. Story is fast, and it 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 that's the that's a that's a benefit in films like these, you know, especially yeah. getting some of these some blockbusters that are two plus two and a half hours. Yeah, more movies really need I mean, to be. And and, it, and, 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 I, and I don't think the story they were trying to tell suffers at all because of that. I mean, oh, like yeah. you could it would be bloated if you inserted more about this character or that character or the fairy godmothers. But they're there, they're present, they have their point, they have their mm-hmm. purpose. But the story really is not sacrificed to to bloat this film. Good, and that's that's a good thing to say about that movie because it could have very easily done that, like some of the other. You know, like, you know, the Alice in Wonderland or like the Snow White and Huntsman or, you know, other Disney properties that came out like that. But I don't know. Go check it out. Yeah. It, it, it was okay. Um, yeah, she was, it was actually pretty decent. Um, there was one more I wanted to say that I saw. Um, well, real quick, I saw that Jodor. Jodorowsky's Dune. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah. Oh, wow. Right. That was good. That was really cool. And I want to see it again. Yeah, it was really, really interesting. What did you think about that part? That part at the end. Where he's saying about... About the woman? Yeah, he's comparing the film to a woman or he's comparing art to a woman. Oh, yeah, that was yeah. the part. Wasn't that weird? Every, I remember you told me that when we did the podcast. It was very... It was yeah, so that was strange. the weird part. So strange. Yeah, it was kind of a... I was wondering if he was... If that was the word <laughs> right. that he wanted... But he kept going into yeah, he detail. He wanted that word. Yeah, he was clearly he talking it. about... He wanted I just, that I word. I thought about it. He went into vivid detail about right. how it was... Okay. Yeah. I saw the movie Bell. I don't know if you heard I about... I saw that. Wow. It was good. It was good it was as good. hell. 
I didn't know anything about it prior to seeing Me either. it. Um, I don't really know what to say about yeah. it. It's, it was good, man. Um, it's like a historical. Yeah, apparently it's like I, I've read some articles saying how like historically accurate it was. Oh, okay. They did like they had like a they had a person like no that wouldn't have happened. <laughs> Sleep. I don't know. I, I don't really even know how to. I don't know the plot. I just know it was okay. It was. Uh, what else did I see? There was one movie that I wanted to just say real quick. It was a TV movie. Can I say that now or should I hang on to that one, John? What do you think? Who let that be a tease? Okay, that'll be a tease. Never mind. That's a all I saw. A tease for next week's Boom. TV Shmeevy. TV Shmeevy. Volume 3, I believe. Is it our third TV Shmeevy? Yeah. It's been a while. 3.0. I'll hold on to that then. That's where I'm at right now. I think the last one we did was our Breaking Bad celebration. It yeah. was last fall, so it's been, it's, been been a, it. it's been long enough. So yeah, next time, folks, TV Shmeevy. I got nothing else. You guys, what else? No, I think I'm good. Okay. Well, then that's what we've seen. Yes. yes. And we'll see a lot more between now and the next time we talk about movies. Uh, which will not be the next episode. That's right. Because the next episode will be about TV, like John just said. TV right. movie. You see it all coming together, folks. Yeah. You pick up quick. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I got nothing else. Our audience is... There are quick studies at everything except for leaving reviews and ratings on iTunes. Yeah. Or telling their friends about us. I found that's yeah. the one area where they are yeah. woefully deficient. You will not spread the word. Everything else makes perfect sense. Right. But yeah. how do you do this? Yeah. What is this crazy thing I called know. a comment? Yes, learn to <laughs> learn to leave one. Comments, people. Uh, yeah, that was fun. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, it's good to be back recording with you guys. The little breaks that we've been taking, but it's good that we're still plowing through. And I've missed watching Ronald type. Yeah, while while we, while we record, <laughs> I think I, I think had, he's testing out his keyboard to make sure his water yeah, doesn't destroy yeah, his laptop. Also, have how, how is the let's don't leave us with uh, suspense, Ronald. How's the computer? Computer's okay. It seems to be okay. Okay, I haven't had the internet in a couple of days, so I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. I didn't know you were Jones, and you should, you know, <laughs> scratching his arms like, where's <laughs> that Wi-Fi password? <laughs> I need this. <laughs> yeah, so it's cool. Good. Computer's it. okay. Everybody's okay. We're all the bandwidth you need, my friend. Thank you. That's Appreciate the kind of relationship we have at this point. Appreciate it so much. <laughs> I have no idea. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. And as always, you, you made us gay. No, no, no. It is usually you made us gay. You made our day. <laughs> Bye. Bye. If I could save time in a bottle, the first thing that I'd like to do. Oh no!